What's up, what's up, what's up? This is the Cheston Podcast. Thank you for listening. Once again, we're going to go into it, into the hot topics for the week of September 19th to September 25th. All right, the New York Times reports State of New York sues Donald Trump, three of his children, and more for civil fraud. All right, the Attorney General Letitia James of New York, she filed a 220-page lawsuit. I don't know if any of you have been following this, but earlier this year... Um, she's been saying that she's going to investigate Trump and the Trump organization and um, review all their, you know, tax returns, everything. She was just going to comb through everything with a fine tooth, tooth comb, sorry, a fine tooth comb. And basically she dug up a lot. OK, she filed a 220 page lawsuit. So basically in the lawsuit, she's claiming the family committed numerous acts of fraud and misrepresentations including fraudulent financial statements to lenders and insurers, overhauling his assets by billions of dollars. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> the suit, the lawsuit, it seeks $250 million, um, from Trump and a ban on Trump and his family from running a business in the state of New York. <laughs> yeah, so not shocking. Not at all. Um, I've never, I mean... It's crazy because, you know, back in the 80s and like the 90s and the early 2000s, everybody saw Donald Trump as like this. Um, when you saw Donald Trump and when you heard the name, you thought money, you thought wealth, you thought, oh, my God, this is this man's a genius. He has so many businesses. That's why he's so wealthy. All for it to come down. <laughs> I mean, you know, years now, you know, 2022, we're finding out that all of that was a lie. Um, yeah. That, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, financial statements from what I've read, they never actually um, show you the exact amount. So, I mean, they can um, be misleading um, from what I read. Um, but um, I don't know, man. It, they're basically saying that, stating that he was sending out financial statements um, that were looking like he had a billion dollar net worth when really he did it. And that's how he was able to get all this uh, free work. And um, basically, yeah, that's how he got everything that he's accumulated to the, to date um, by basically lying and uh, cheating people. But um, not shocking, not shocking at all. But moving on, uh, the lawsuit filed against Tiffany Haddish and Ari Spears has been dismissed, um, according to TMZ. Uh, the plaint the plaintiff she wants to be remain you know unnamed in this whole situation they're gonna call her you know she goes by Jane Doe in this case um, she filed to dismiss uh, to the, to dismiss the case with prejudice um, the lawsuit accused them of grooming and molesting Jane Doe and her younger brother when they were 14 and seven seven years old I was about to say 17 no 14 and seven <laughs> she was 14 her brother was seven years old um, now, the crazy thing is, a week before um, this was dismissed, it came out, like, reports were coming out in the media that there was a possible settlement um, being, you know, done behind the scenes that, you know, they were possibly going to settle with this uh, victim. But anyways, um, <clears throat> the statement that Jane Doe released, she said, my family and I have known Tiffany Addish for many years, and we now know that she would never harm me or my brother or help anyone else do anything that could harm us. We wish Tiffany the best and are glad that we can pull, um, that we can all put this behind us, sorry. Um, 
Now, the statement that she released, it did not mention Aries Spears at all, but he is, um, the, the lawsuit that he was involved with, um, he, he is dismissed from, so he no longer has a lawsuit against him. So he's free, just like Tiffany Haddish. But in my head, hearing that statement, <laughs> not trying to be crazy, not, you know, not trying to be sound mean or anything like that, but in my head, allegedly, it sounds like somebody was paid off. Somebody, you know, it's crazy how this whole statement is basically saying we've known Tiffany Haddish. She would never harm us. OK, if she would never harm me, then why'd you file the lawsuit? Yeah, um, <clears throat> we wish Tiffany the best and are glad that we can all put this behind us. Yeah, allegedly, I'm going to put allegedly in front of that, but I definitely think somebody was paid off. It sounds like it. Um, but TMZ, they released a video with Haddish. You know, I don't know if you guys seen it. She's like walking through an airport or something. And she basically says that she lost everything. All her gigs are gone. She, um, I don't have no job. That's what she said. Wow. Um, I don't like the whole, I mean, who, like, okay. So for a comedy skit, you were grooming and molesting. This is what it said in, allegedly, and this is what it said in a lawsuit. You were grooming and molesting these kids for a comedy skit. Just for Tiffany to even involve herself or even uh, hear the pitch. I'm sure he had to pitch the, you know, the skit to her. He had to be like, well, this is what we're going to do. We're going to be basically being some child molesters, you know, but make it funny, which is not funny. I don't get how she would think this is funny. Um, I don't know how she's going to bounce back from this. I really don't. Because those are major allegations. You know, in this day and age, that's like huge. So I don't. I don't know how she's going to bounce back from this, but maybe she will. Maybe maybe there is a silver lining. I don't know, but at least she, you know, they it's dismissed. You know, it didn't go through, it didn't go to trial. At least like it's it's gone. So maybe it's going to take some time. Maybe she needs to just lay low, you know, do some investing in something else. I don't know. But um it, you you should probably disappear. <laughs> you and Aries Spears should probably take it take it a, you know, a little a little, you know, slow <laughs> in like the next, I don't know, give it at least five years, just disappear and then try to come back and do something. I, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Good, good luck to you. I'm sorry. Um, Dahmer, uh, the new Netflix show was released. I don't know if any of you guys saw that. I know you guys and I know it, it makes it's kind of bittersweet because I'm like, I don't want to bring it up because I've been seeing a lot of backlash, 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 backlash from families saying how they don't. You know, they don't want to relive the trauma and everything like that. And I understand that. Totally get that. I am a myself. I am somebody that knows about losing somebody, you know, my, you know, losing somebody that you're close with. So I get it. You don't want to relive that trauma again going through, you know, when you lost that person that you love so much. Um, but I feel like with Jeffrey Dahmer, it's it's not going to stop because it's like people and media they're like fascinated with this story because they've never heard nothing like this and I don't know man it was hard watching it I'm not even gonna lie to you guys but I think I watched it because it's around Halloween and it, at first I was thinking oh it's you know it's, it's, it's you know they released it because it's around Halloween and you know Halloween's coming up so maybe it's like you know a scary story or something like I don't know I don't know what I was thinking Girl, when I saw him open that barrel <laughs> and there was acid in there and he was eating up, 
spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert. Sorry, I don't want to scare anybody out there, but it, it's very graphic. It shows you everything he did. It goes into detail, and um, it was sick. It was sick, and I can't believe he got away with that for so many years. But um, I can't. I was gonna say law enforcement back then didn't care, but I can't say that because I don't really see a difference now. No tea, no shade. Just putting that out there. Um, I I don't want to recommend watching it because it's like you know, spreading it even more. But I will say this: Nisi Nash, she deserves all the awards that she can possibly get because she was acting her behind off in this series. Um, she was playing that character, and I felt her. It, it trend like you can when you see her acting, it, it, she's piercing through the screen. Like it's like a real reaction to this situation. Like it, if anything, you know, me being raised by black women, it just showed me that watching this series, it just showed me that women, black women especially, have like a sixth sense. Like they they just know. I, I and, and it's like tuition is just something they were blessed with. I can't explain it. I've seen it through my grandmother. I've seen it through my mother. It's like, it's like a superpower that they're born with. And they just know. <laughs> I can't explain it, but that's exactly what Nishi Nash was doing in this, this series. Um, like I said, I don't want to recommend watching it. If you want to watch it, it's up to you. Um, it's very graphic. It's very disturbing. Um, there's a lot of sad stories in there. Um, there was a lot of well, the common den den denominator I was seeing with Jeff Jeffrey Dahmer, he loved to prey on black men because that was most of his his victims was black men, and it was just disgusting. But um, yeah, I, I definitely won't be watching it again. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next story. Page six reports Beyonce will be touring Renaissance next summer. Oh my god, I'm so excited, <clears throat> so freaking excited. Um, yeah. Who who's not ready for Beyonce to come back? Like, if you have not seen a Beyonce show, I recommend you go because, okay, maybe prior to On the Run, <laughs> prior to when she was touring with Jay Z, I would say I would recommend to go see Beyonce because On the Run she really wasn't doing a lot of choreography. She was kind of more laid back, um, but her tours prior to that. Oh my God, Beyonce gives you life, baby. I've seen her so many times. Um, I've seen her with Destiny's Child at the TRL tour back in 2001. That was like the first time I saw her and I fell in love with her, you know? Um, that was when Survivor came out and they were doing all the, the Bootylicious, the, the um, I'm a Survivor, all that, all that came out. And then I saw Beyonce when she first came out with the Dangerous, no, Crazy in Love. Is it Dangerously in Love or Crazy in Love? Dangerously in Love. The album's Dangerously in Love, right? Okay. The first album, her first solo album, I saw her on the ladies' first tour. That's when she went on tour with Alicia Keys and Missy Elliott. Phenomenal tour once again. Now, <clears throat> what I will say is, at those times when I saw Beyonce, she wasn't as, uh, as uh, polished as she was it was a little, you know, you saw some, some, you know, you saw, uh, she had some rough moments, but you saw the potential. You definitely saw the potential. And then for me, when I, like she, she reached that potential for me is when I saw her at the, um, 2007, 2007, the Beyonce experience. I saw her in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and that's actually where I met her. I met her, uh, behind the scenes. 
uh, a, a meet and greet. I got to meet her. And of course, that's going to be my favorite show because I got to meet her. But besides that, um, phenomenal show. That's when I knew, even then, that's when I, even before then, I knew she was, a, you know, going to be a mega, a mega superstar. Like, Beyonce has, you know, she's like the, the Diana Ross slash Michael Jackson for millennials. Her story is like, it's crazy because if you, you pay attention, it's like that story has been repeated. I haven't seen it recently, but that story has been repeated like three generations, you know. Diana Ross first, you know, she started out with a girl group, you know, you know, worked up her momentum to where, you know, they got so big to where she felt like she could be a solo artist. Same thing with Michael Jackson. Started out with a boy group, worked up his momentum to where he felt comfortable being a solo artist, and then he went solo. And then we have Beyonce for the Millennials. Started out with a girl group. <clears throat> Built up her confidence, got her stuff together until she was ready to go solo. And now she's a megastar, just like those other two I just mentioned. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm excited for her to go on tour again. The only thing, okay, well, let me go into it. So anyways, the thing is, everybody's reporting, page six is reporting that she's going around, she's calling around, and she's basically booking stadiums around the world um, for her summer tour um, for 2023. And uh, you can expect an official, this is what sources are saying, you can expect an official announcement can be um coming in the, you know, coming weeks, uh, upcoming weeks. So I would say about, you know, two to three weeks, she'll be making an announcement about going on tour. Um, that's when she's going to get you guys to sign up. <laughs> you, you know, Beyonce likes to do everything early. So I'm, she's probably going to go on tour like the first half of 2023. So I'm going to say spring, spring, summer. Beyonce likes to tour in the summer. So I'm going to say spring, summer, she's going to go on tour. So right now she's going to announce it. She's going to have everybody sign up. You know, you guys know the drill. If you haven't followed Beyonce this, I'm letting you know what's going to happen. She's going to have you guys sign up for like a mailing list because I've been through this plenty of times. She's going to have, <laughs> have you sign up for a mailing list. And um, from there, you guys are going to get an email, you know, like early access tickets when you sign up early. You know, when you sign up for the mailing list, you get like early access to buy your tickets first if you want to before the general public. And um, she does everything like months before. So you, you definitely you will have to buy your tickets like I'll say six months or more before she actually, you know, puts on the show. <clears throat> but I don't know if anybody's noticed. I have. I'm always going to notice because, you know, Beyonce is like the superstar of my generation. I've seen her since the beginning to now. So what I've noticed with this era with Renaissance, there's no music videos and there's no promotion, um, which is like crazy to me. I've never seen Beyonce not, um, even if she's not going to promote it, like do, you know, interviews or anything like that, she would at least drop music videos and like keep you guys, you know, keep the, but she's, I, you know, this time around, she's solely relying on the album, which, you know, is, is fair because the album is great. It's phenomenal. It's an awesome album. I don't care if you don't like it. If you don't like it, it's not for you. Um, Renaissance is for the LGBTQIA plus community. If you can't get with that, I'm sorry. It's just not for you. That's like plain, dead, and simple. <laughs> that album is that. That's who it's for. You know, and, and that's all I'm going to say. Um, the last time Beyonce toured was in, um, with Jay-Z in the fall of 2018. They did the Unrun, On The Run tour two on the on the run two tour yeah okay 
And the last time she sold, um, she's she sold. The last time she toured solo was in 2016 for the Formation tour. Now let's talk about ticket prices. Whew, okay, I know for a fact because I know with the underrun under the run tour, I know they were like, oh, floor seats had to be like if you wanted to be like right in front of the stage. I know it had to be like. A thousand, twelve hundred, seventeen hundred. I would say if you are planning on seeing Beyonce this time around, you're gonna probably need from fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred to probably twenty five hundred. So one thousand five hundred to two thousand five hundred dollars for, and that's probably per person for ticket. I'm I'm thinking. You know, what what she's gonna charge now? You got to you got to think about the momentum. She's been in this thing twenty plus years, so the you know the cost goes up, and she knows people want to see her. Her stadium tours always sell out; they're always good. So, you know, prices are gonna go up now. I hope I want to I you know I hope Beyonce's fair, but Beyonce likes her money and she likes to get paid and she don't like to waste her time. So, I'm sure she's gonna be charging. Now, do I think she's going to be doing meet and greets like she did back in 2007? First of all, let's talk about that. The meet and greets stopped. Beyonce stopped doing meet and greets like in. Oh, my God. I, okay, I know she did them for the Sasha Fierce tour. I did not get to make that one. I know she did it for the Sasha Fierce tour. I think she stopped in the Miss Carter, the Mrs. Carter world tour. I think that's when she stopped <clears throat> right before she released um, the uh, self-titled. That's when she stopped. I haven't seen her do any uh, meet and greets. You kind of have the only way you meet Beyonce is like if she invites you to one of her industry parties or her birthday or um, if you happen to bump into her at an award show. That's like what it, it seems like the only way you could <laughs> meet Beyonce now. Like she's not playing like Beyonce got her money. She got her family and she's not busting the grape for nobody. She's on Beyonce's time. And I love it. If you've been with her since the beginning. You, you would know that because I, can't, you, I, I can go into hours about this, but I'm not. So I'm just going to say that um, I'm excited for her to go on tour again. I can't wait to see what she's going to do because the album was amazing. But you guys, um, but what I forgot to mention is that it's a three-act project. So any day now, uh, Act 2 could be coming out. I'm hearing behind the scenes, there's rumors and whispers that allegedly that she's going to be dropping Act 2 in October. So be ready for that. I do see her at the late, the you know, this last quarter of this year, 2022, you know, from now to the end of the year. She's going to drop another project. Definitely. Absolutely. I don't know if she's going to drop the videos. She should have been dropped the videos. The album came out July 29th. It's now two months. It's about to be two months. The album came out July 29th. It's about to be two months. August, September. Yeah. Two months and no videos. Just straight album. No promotion, no interviews. Only thing she's done is magazine covers and put out an album. And she's been traveling. <laughs> Which, you do your thing, Beyonce. Not mad at it. All right, moving on. Page Six reports uh, Prince Harry found out that the queen died by reading online. Yeah. Um, no one from the royal family or any courtiers, courtiers uh, called Harry to tell him of her death. And, um, which is crazy to me, 
I would think like he would get the call from his you know father or brother, but I guess they're beefing so hard that they felt like they didn't have to you know make the phone call. So he found out online that his grandmother passed away, the queen. Um, but there is a bright side to this. Um, reports do confirm that the brothers Harry and William they did talk at the family dinners and gatherings. So you know it's it's you know it's going to take time, but I'm sure they're going to get back into a good you know place. And um, Prince Harry, he moved back, to, he pushed back his memoir to 2023. So I think, um, first, just, I, you know, I, I don't like how, you know, England, the UK, how they're villainizing Meghan Markle. I, I don't like how they're like painting this picture of her. There's a new book that just came out, like basically trashing her, saying that she wanted to be compensated for you know her duties as a princess and was complaining and causing hell and I don't believe that I'll never believe that why I don't believe that the biggest thing that that stands out to me about the royal family is that they did not allow people of color to work for them and 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 and, and if they do have people of color working for them it wasn't until like later like probably 19 because I know for a fact they weren't, they did not have no people of color in the 60s. They did not have no people of color in the 70s. They didn't have no people of color in the 80s working for them. So I'm just saying, um, I don't want, you know, I kind of feel like, I want to say that they don't know that they're being racist, but I'm like, how do you not know when you're not being racist? But I don't, maybe some people don't know. I don't know. But, they they just they did make they they were treating her wrong and I get why Harry left and I think by him leaving the British people English people they want to blame somebody so they're choosing to blame her they're choosing to go at her for breaking up this this dynasty this royal family um, but I don't think that's the case I think if you look at them. If anything, if anybody was watching the uh, the footage from the funeral, and if you were comparing, you know, Will and Kate to Harry and Meghan and just the body language and how the chemistry, you could definitely see that Meghan and Harry are in love. And he's so attentive to her. Like, yeah, like, it's real. Like, it's, I don't, you know, not, not trying to knock Will and Kate's relationship. Maybe that's just how they are. But when you see the two... You definitely see a couple in love and a couple just together. <laughs> that's that's what that's what I see. But um, I just think that's crazy that they didn't call him. It's not that you know. It, it's really not that serious. But um, with all this royalty talk, we just found out that the Crown season five will premiere on um, November 9th on Netflix. I don't know if you guys ever watched The Crown. I have. It's a great show. My favorite season is the season where Princess Diana comes in, and season five is gonna be. It's gonna um, everything with Princess Diana is gonna play out up until her death. Cannot wait to watch it. I feel like that's when the episode. You know, now I did watch. I did watch it from the beginning. I did get to see, you know, her background, and then see her father you know, as the king and then her having to step in for him when he died and, you know, just, I, I did watch it from that, you know, and then I did watch her encounter with um, Jackie Onassis and uh, JFK and all that drama and then, you know, I did, I get to, I, I got to watch all them episodes, but it did not get good, honestly. 
it did not get good until Princess Diana walked up in that joint and started, you know, uh, I won't say cause and chaos because I don't think she did anything wrong, but I, I, she just came in and his family was, they liked her so much that he felt pressured. That's what it came off. That's from watching it. That's what it looked like. He felt pressured to get married to her when he really was in love with this other woman. Does not make it right. Not at all. He shouldn't, if he didn't, was if he wasn't in love with her and he knew that from the get-go, he shouldn't have married her. But that's that royalty stuff. They will literally make you be with somebody you don't want to be with. So, <clears throat> um, can't wait till season five comes out. I'm excited um, because in season four, when Diana first came in, it was just so good. The actress that played her was so good. She really embodied her and it just, it just showed you so much. It, 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 if anything, kind of confirmed what we all were suspecting or thought what was going on behind the scenes, you know. Diana kind of brought warmth and and um, kindness and love, and and, and uh, um, I don't know. She just you could feel a connection with her versus the royal family, and they kind of come up, definitely come off cold. And you got that from just the Queen's interaction with Princess Diana. She just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but it's going to be a good season. Can't wait to watch. Can't wait to finish. But all right, moving on to the next topic. Grayson Chance talks to Rolling Stone about Ellen DeGeneres. Okay, so I don't know. I know you guys are like, who is Grayson Chance? Okay, well, let me go ahead and tell you. Back in 2010, I know you guys are probably like, okay, that was like 12 years ago. But yeah, back in 2010... Um, Chance, uh, well, Grayson Chance, he was a sixth grader and he went viral on YouTube for his middle school performance of Lady Gaga's Paparazzi. I don't know if you guys remember that. I do. He was playing a piano. It went like viral. Everybody was going crazy about it. Um, well, the video, it caught Ellen's attention and she invited him on the Ellen show and she introduced him to industry executives and signed him to her record label. And that all happened within the year. It all happened within the same year. So it wasn't like that, like boom, boom, boom. But it all within 2010, um, Grayson, he basically went viral for his middle school performance. Um, he did that version of um, Paparazzi. Ellen saw it, flew him out, liked him, um, introduced him to some industry people, and basically signed him to her record label. Now, Chance is now... Uh, Grayson Chance, the, the dude that she signed, he's now 25, and he basically said um, in the article, he was saying, my whole week, my whole month, my whole year could change with one text from her. That was horrible. Okay. So then after joining her label, DeGeneres became domineering and way too controlling. These are his words, okay? Um, making decisions for him, basically. And he says that she would come in and look at the rack of clothes and she would yell at stylists berate people in front of him and uh, basically he said that she was degrading two people so <laughs> wow um the generous um grayson says uh chance chance grayson chance um he basically says that uh generous ellen degenerous she completely abandoned him in 2012 after his ep bombed um she stopped taking his calls and in the summer of 2020, I don't know the, now how this all ties in. I don't know if you guys remember, but in the summer of 2020, um, former and current, current at the time, the people that were working at the Ellen Show, um, employees called the show out for promoting a toxic work environment, which was full of racism, intimidation, and fear. Been 
allegedly, I'm going to just say this, but I've been hearing for years that Ellen's not who she portrays to be on TV. Allegedly. Allegedly. But this, her former artist is coming out and, and you know, confirming this. Uh, okay. So an internal, um, an internal investigation um, was done, you know, when those... Um, uh, when those allegations came up that it was a toxic work environment, um, an internal investigation was done. Um, three executives left the show, and Ellen apologized to her staff uh, reportedly, uh, continuously. Like she just kept on apologizing to them. That's all that was done. So um, fast forward to May twenty twenty one. She um, Ellen she announced that the show will be ending after its nineteenth nineteenth se um, season. Uh, the final episode, it aired um, earlier in May this year. So, um, wow. But Chance, he said that the producers asked him to return to the final season, but he turned them down. And he continued making appearances on The Ellen Show, um, in, but he was independently re releasing music. He was no longer signed under, under her, but he continued to make appearances up until uh, 2019. And he said... As he kept on making appearances, interactions between her and him became less friendly. Um, ooh, this does not, it's just like, it just seems like all this bad stuff is coming about, coming out about Ellen. And it all started basically in 2020 when um, they did that investigation on her uh, talk, her show. Oh, I, I really don't. All I want to say is if she was allowing a toxic environment, work environment where, you know, but I mean, I'm going to say this. It's not really shocking because when you see her interviews or some clips from her show, Ellen can, can be kind of condescending and um, insincere, not even sincere with her words. Just you can tell she's saying it just because she knows she, that's what you're supposed to say, you know? Um, yeah. I, and as you can see, she's not really in the public eye right now. She's like taking a break. She's kind of like, you know, on a hiatus, kind of quiet to the world, which is probably the best thing to do because all these bad stories are just coming out about you. And then you got your former artist um, <laughs> who you signed and basically just disappeared on coming out and confirming everything negative that's been said about you negative. Basically, he's saying it's true. Um yeah, Ellen, just just take a break, girl. Just just take a break and disappear. All right, next um, next topic. Here we go. We got Haley Bieber. She gets credited for starting brownie glazed lips. All right, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. It's like been going like the internet's been on fire because of this. But um, some uh, I'm gonna guess it was. Some type of popular uh, blog or website or magazine somewhere um, that caters to, you know, the white audience, Caucasian. Uh, they basically posted that, you know, oh, my God, you know, Haley Bieber comes out with this new fall trend called the brownie glaze lips. And that's wrong. Um, basically, this little trend is a dark lip liner around the lips, um, which would be brown. And um, some gloss, some clear lip gloss over it. And it's been done. It's not a new trend. This is something that's been done since the 90s. Uh, women of color, especially black and brown women, 
uh, definitely have been rocking this style. So I don't see how all of a sudden, because Hailey Bieber wears it, she's being created, uh, cre credited. She even gave it a name. It didn't even have a name. She gave it a name, Brownie Glaze Lips. So now everybody wants Brownie Glaze Lips. Crazy to me. Crazy. And I'm tight. This is ridiculous. This is not the first time this has happened. Um, Kim, the Kardashians, they always do something and white Caucasian publications will give them the credit for doing that first. Like I just saw weeks ago that Kim is bringing the side part back. That's incorrect. The side part has never been out of style. Like women of color, black and brown have been rocking the side part. Like this is crazy to me. Like stop it. Stop it with the madness. But, um, I haven't heard Hailey Bieber say anything about the backlash or she hasn't came out with a statement. She's probably ignoring it, which is probably the best thing to do. But honey, you should probably dead the the name, Brownie Glaze Lips. We don't we don't need you to put a name on something that's you didn't even create or invent. It's something that you seen that was cute on somebody else and you started doing it. So now you gave it a name and now because of your status and who you are and who you're married to, everybody wants to call it, you know, credit you as the person that brought this new trend and that's not the case sorry Haley. um it's been done before nothing new all right moving on rihanna is set to do um she's set to headline and perform the, at the 2023 super bowl halftime show um i'm excited i'm really excited i i'm not like the hugest rihanna fan like i'm not a stan of hers but i do enjoy rihanna she is like she her music is the, the soundtrack to my life because when she came out to now she, there's you know been different moments to her songs that i have memories to so she definitely is a part of the soundtrack to my life so um but i am excited to see her i want to see what she's going to do i want to see what her new music she has coming out i'm just excited for this new era for rihanna as a mom just to see like what she's going to do um, but reports are saying now sources there's sources everywhere saying something but okay so tmz they first reported that taylor swift was going to headline it then they retracted it saying that um taylor swift was asked you know she was asked first and then she you know she turned it down because she wants to re-record her first um six studio albums and if you guys know about that the whole scooter Braun situation where he bought her catalog and sold it for hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> like man the industry the record industry is evil he did that but he sees it as fair and square even though he did not write these songs he had nothing to do with the creative process he obtained them and and got to own them and sold them and got a net you know money off of them so Taylor Swift, she's trying to re-record those albums to where she can get, you know, the profits will go to her and she's not under whoever I guess she was under that sold her catalog because she didn't own her publishing. So they sold it to him and he sold it. <laughs> he flipped it and sold it for hundreds, like I think like 400 he made off of it. 400, 450 million he made off her catalog. He sold it, which is crazy. But, um... Now, reports, there's, you know, conflicting reports so, yeah, with that. You know, there's reports saying that she was asked and then she turned around. She turned it down. But that's that's not even the crazy part because people are saying, other sources are saying that Jay-Z, he's over Rock Nation. And Rock Nation runs the, internet, the entertainment 
portion of, for this, you know, the Super Bowl. So reports are saying that Taylor Swift was never even a thought. She was never even asked to, you know, perform at the half, halftime show. It was always Rihanna. Jay-Z was always thinking of Rihanna to do the halftime show. So that's interesting in itself. But it doesn't matter now because guess what? Rihanna's doing it. She's the headliner. It's going to be her show. Now, I did read somewhere that they said that it's going to be her and somebody else. I don't see the purpose of that. Rihanna has a, a healthy catalog. I think she can handle it on her own. But if they do that, I, it'll be interesting to see who she would share the stage with or who she, you know, feels that she could, you know, have be the other person to do the halftime show. Um, but the other news is that Apple Music is replacing Pepsi as the sponsor for the 2023 halftime show. So I think it's going to be even better. I think Apple Music, they're going to they're going to show out. I think it's going to show out. Now, last year's Super Bowl, the halftime show, did very well. There was a lot of viewers. I think it broke, like, a few records. Um, that's when uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, that's when they all came out and did their thing and shut it down. Um, but I, I think Rihanna's going to... She's going to show out. She's definitely going to... I mean... Um, yeah, I, th I think she's going to have a good turnout, and I think everybody's going to watch... Probably is going to break some records. I mean, her post alone of her posting that, you know, basically her holding a football on her Twitter, it has over a million and a half likes. So definitely people are anticipating this and are ready for this and want to see her. So I'm excited too. Cannot wait. Um, well, that was all the hot topics for today's show. Make sure you follow the Cheston Podcast on all platforms now we're available on apple Podcasts. we're available on spotify i'm available on youtube soundcloud amazon music basically just type in the chest and podcast and you'll find it and, and also on social media platforms twitter facebook and instagram make sure you like share and subscribe Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Have a blessed week. I'll see you next week with next week's hottest topics. Might have a special guest. We'll see. I'll keep you posted on that. But thank you for listening and have a great day.